Welcome everybody to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. This is a slightly tipsy Brandon (laughs) here for the show. Yeah, I really am. I'm not even going to try to hide it. I am. And you know what's funny is I really don't drink that much anymore. It's got to be a very special occasion. Despite the industry that I work in and despite, you know, my love for great beer and wine and all that, I just don't drink that much anymore. Out of town, FC Dallas, something like that, sure. But today, I was like, you know what? I am over it. So I'm just going to drink beer. And then when I realized what podcast I was about to record, I was like, oh my God, line them up. Let's go. Let's open the fridge. And see what stuff I have. In all fairness, though, it started off with seltzer. Started off a little happy dad. And then it went into Tups. Then it went into Belching Beaver. And then, I don't, I don't know. Here I am. So, we're just going to deal with it. We're going to deal with the Life of an Average Joe podcast. The tipsy version. As I go into this episode. Ugh, this episode's going to be a little interesting. Because... Really, the theme is love. I know, right? Like, who does that? You guys have been listening to me for a long time. You know that I I, I do and I have talked about relationships on all levels. From friends and family, boyfriends, girlfriends. Well, girlfriends for me, not boyfriends. And and I've, I've discussed my marriage a little bit. Not much. Because who cares, right? So I don't really talk about it. I mean, it is the life of an average Joe. It is my life. This podcast is about my life. So I got to talk about those moments. But something lately I've kind of really been thinking about. And I thought it'd make for a good episode and I've I really, in all honesty, have decided not to do it multiple times. But today, I thought I'd do it. And I wanted to talk about love because I think it's interesting. I think we all know what love is, right? Like, we get it. We get what love is. If you are a parent, you understand love. There, There is a level of love that I have for my son that for the parents out there have for their children that people and and I hate to be that cliche but if you are not a parent you will never grasp it you will understand it to a certain degree but you will never grasp it there it's a different type of love the love I have for my son keeps me up at night sometimes when I worry causes me when I haven't seen him for a couple days to kind of have some thoughts of like what if something happens what if the last time that I saw him this is what I said to him and it doesn't mean that that was necessarily a bad thing what if this was our last goodbye I'll see you tomorrow and I don't see him tomorrow what if when he goes to school I don't see him come back because there is a school shooting there is a level of love that is an, an entanglement of so many other memo, uh, emotions. 
And then there's the love you have for your family, like your, your dad, your mom, your grandparents, your siblings, you know, whatever. Whoever you consider your family, and I'm not talking about friends that are considered your family. I mean, I don't care if that's like a step family, a do- I don't care what it is. They are your family. There's a level of love there. And that is a different type of level. And then for those of you that are married out there, you have that love for your spouse. At at least I hope you do. Otherwise, I'm not quite sure what you're doing, but you have that love. God, I'm drinking this belching beaver. It's called Phantom Bride. It's an IPA and it's the Deftones IPA. It's very malty. It's not your hazy. It's not your New England style. It's a malty IPA. It's pretty good though. Anyway, I think it's 7%. So, you know, not too bad. But this is also like my sixth beer. So there you go. But you have that love. You have that love for your spouse, your husband, your wife. You have that love. Whether it's new, whether you're new to the marriage, or you're a veteran. You have that love. Man, I gotta tell you right now. I almost question at times if something's wrong with me. Well, let me go on record. There is definitely something wrong with me. I am not a normal individual. But I look back, and I don't do this often, and really right now, I'm strictly doing this for the podcast because I think it's a very interesting topic, and I think it makes for a good episode. This is not something I wake up, I go for my run, I go to the gym, I go to work, and I think about this stuff. I promise you I don't. I'm not saying it doesn't come up occasionally, but for this episode, this is what I'm doing. And I start looking back, and I think at 40... Am I 44? Yeah, 44 years old. Ugh, I'm old. I think at 44 years old, I may be out of love. I really honestly may be out of love. Now, again, obviously I love my friends. The few I have. My son... I think you guys have listened to me long enough to understand you know where I'm at. (laughs) You know I love him. My family. I don't always like them. I promise you that. Matter of fact, I don't, I probably don't like them most of the time. (laughs) That's maybe not true, but I love them. But I think I'm out of love. I was talking to somebody the other day and I was at Summer Moon, shout out, and I didn't have Luke, and I had some time to kill. I wasn't working. I think I had just gotten off of work, and I was just, I wanted to kind of just get out of the house. So I went for a walk, I went to Summer Moon, got my coffee, and I, and I sat outside, and a girl came up and sat down relatively near me she had a David Bowie shirt on bam right should be love at first sight and I said dude that's a rad shirt whatever and she's like oh my god bad and we talked about Bowie for a couple minutes she was cute nothing you know she was cute and that was it and then we talked again 
And she's like, oh, I'm meeting this guy here. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, your boyfriend, friend? She's like, actually, it's like our second date, and he's late. And I sat there, and I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. I was like, did he text you? And she's like, no. And so instantly, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to stand her up. What a dick, you know? Like, I'm already bashing this dude. And she's like, but I'm going to wait a few minutes because I'm really loving the vibe here. I just moved to the area like a couple months ago, so I've never been here, but I've heard about it. Like, you know, really cool. And then I'm like, did I, did I, did I go on Tinder and like swipe something? Am I supposed to meet her here? No. Um, and she's like, I'm kind of nervous about this. And I, I literally looked at her. I said, you know what? Who cares? If he doesn't show up, he's a dick. And you got good coffee and you came to a spot in a new city that you now know that is awesome. And you're going to totally enjoy this. And it's his loss. And who cares? I said, if he does show up, just have fun. You've already, you already realized that there's something positive that came from this. You found a cool coffee shop. You realize that the coffee's good. The vibe is good. Like you've explored. That's a positive. So if he does show up and it's not a match, who cares? Well, he came in a couple minutes after that and was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, my phone's dead. And he showed her, you know, whatever. And he immediately plugged it in. And they started talking. And as I sat there, obviously I bowed out of the conversation. I was not a third wheel. And as I sat there and drank my coffee and just really scrolled on my phone, I kind of answered some emails. I didn't bring my computer because I wasn't trying to work. I was just trying to get out of the house. They were laughing and, and they were hitting it off. And I left and as I walked by, she kind of gave me a look and I gave her a quick nod and I left. And I started to think, I never want to go through that again. Now, I'm not talking about the moment with this, with this stranger that I met at Summer Moon. I'm talking about the fact that I don't want to date. I don't want to go and be like, are they going to show up? Are we going to hit it off? Is there going to be small talk? I do not want to be the one to carry the conversation. Because all my life, I mean, I guess that explains why I have a podcast. I have carried the conversation. I have to carry the conversation on a daily basis at work. And, and take this job away. From the nightclubs, the bars and restaurants, from managing and bartending, I have had to carry the conversation. I have been the guy that has been the ringleader to carry the conversation. I don't want to do that. And if I sit here and I end up meeting a girl and she's shy, which is fine, and she doesn't know how to carry the conversation and I got to pull conversation out of her, I am already going to be out on this date. Even if this ends up being the one, I'm going to make sure it's not the one because I'm annoyed. Like I realize that my level of patience to date to find the one is gone. I don't have it and I don't want it. I hate it. And I'm not even talking about dating, guys. I'm talking about meeting people. I don't even want to meet people. I have literally become like, there's two sides of the coin with Brandon Rivera. The social person 
and the recluse. I want to do it. Do you know that I don't go out nine times out of ten because I'm working and then spending time with my son, but I don't go out because I don't want to run into somebody I know at all. I don't want to run into him. I can't imagine what it feels like to try to date. And then how do you date? I don't even know. Because why? I think that online dating is crazy. You are literally judging somebody by what they put out there, by a picture and allegedly what they're into and who they are. That's what you're doing. In 2023, that's what you're doing. That sounds horrible. Let me upload a picture so that you can see who I am and then let me write something crappy about myself in hopes that that interests you. Which really all you're going to go off of is the picture and where I'm at and what I say I am. And then I got to go through the process of let's meet up, let's take time out of my day, take time away from my free time to go sit and meet with you somewhere in hopes that we get along. And maybe we do. And then we go out another date and a third date. And then we go back home and do our thing. And then that's all she wrote. What am I doing? Why? 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 Experience? I'm 44. I have had a lot of experiences. I don't need any more. But then I start looking back at like the connections and it's weird because I believe that connections are so important. And I start looking back at, well, Brandon, you have loved people a lot in your life. And that felt good. That moment that you tell somebody you love them. That moment that you connect and you realize, like, I love you. And they love you back. And you look into their eyes or you're... Or you're laying down you know whatever or you're holding them or you're just having a funny moment you're laughing and joking and playing and there's so many different moments in your life when you realize you love that person and that is an amazing feeling that nobody can take that away but isn't it possible isn't it possible that we can get rid of that love I don't know why my Alexa just beeped at me but isn't that possible that we can like spend all our love and we don't have any more. Because we always talk about like the people we love. And you have your first love. And I don't know if I truly remember my first love. But I know there was a couple girls that I thought I loved. And I definitely said they love me. I'm not going to mention it by name just in case they listen, which it's possible. But I look back and I go, okay, Brandon, think about the ones that you have truly loved. And there's definitely three that pop up. Obviously, one being the, my ex-wife. Oh, I do not love her now. Like, I'm not that guy that's, like, hooked and wants to, like, you know, rekindle and, and, no. Because that's amazing. That's the thing that happens when you get a divorce. Even if you did love them, now you see them through different eyes. You put your glasses on and you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. 
I'm alright. You, you go do you. Which also kind of sucks too, in a sense. And mind you, I was a crap. I was not a great husband. I wasn't perfect. I think I was really good, and then I think I was really bad. So, and I don't mean like really bad, not abusive. Or I just I had my own issues to deal with, and unfortunately, in a marriage, when you don't let those other people deal with your issues with you, that's not really a marriage. But in the same sense, either was she. She was not a good person either. And I don't mean that she was awful or anything. I'm just saying. She wasn't, clearly, obviously. So take my ex out of it. Boom. The marriage part out of it. There are two people in my life, but it always goes back to one. And I think even now, there's also, we're going to talk about a second one too, another one. It always go back to that one that I felt like timing was off. We worked together in a sense. We were friends. And we dated and we're together. She was younger. And I think she was ready to settle down. And in in the sense of not get married, but kind of change the trajectory of, wow, why that don't ever let me try to say that word after four beers of our life. From when I was managing the nightclub to our promotion company and all that. She was a dancer and I don't mean stripper. I mean like legitimate dancer. She tried out for the Pistons. She made it to the Philadelphia 76ers girls, to the Sixers girls. Started her own promotion company, started her own dance studio. Some of you know her. That is somebody that I love to this day. So much so that I lied about what happened with us because I didn't like the right answer because I didn't want to come to terms with what really happened. Years later, we've talked. She reached out to me on New Year's Eve, actually. She emailed the podcast episode, or I'm sorry, the podcast website. She listens to the show. And it was one of those, it's those people that here I am years later, that when I think about it, if she comes up, she is definitely the one that I just feel like I screwed up with. And it was funny because when we broke up, we didn't break up in a sense of like we got in a fight or it was a really weird situation. She was ready to get out of the club scene and go forward. And I was still in the club scene in a sense, but I had switched nightclubs at the time. And she was helping me getting that going. She told me, I want to focus on my dance studio. I want to really focus on dance. 
I need out of the clubs. And I think you need to get out of the club scene too. And she was never the type of girl to ever tell me what to do. I need to make that clear. She was not that person. But she told me I needed to get out of the club scene. Because she realized that it was going to burn me out. And and I wasn't going to be the same person. Now she had an idea. Now mind you, this is a girl that loved the club scene. Not the party, because she didn't drink. Occasionally. She didn't do drugs. But she loved the music. So she really wanted to focus on getting her dance studio. And she really wanted me to focus on kind of creating the promotions company and taking it to the other to the next level. And I had a promotions company. I had a small one at the time, but she wanted me to like kind of amp it up to where yes, we're in the club scene, we're booking, we're doing this, but we are not running a club. She really pushed for me to get back into marketing, get start your own marketing company. You're good at it. Go with here. And she was very supportive on anything I did, but when she started to speak to me about getting out of the club scene and all that, it was weird to me because that's who she was. Like, she was part of that. So it didn't make sense. And then slowly I realized we were drifting away. And then one day she looked at me and was like, we're, we're not really together anymore, are we? And I didn't know what to say. So I said, yeah. How do we fix that? And she's like, we don't. She's like, I wanted you to come back home for a long time and you're gone. And it never made sense to me. I never understood why, but we broke up. We broke up. And... No, I don't try to, like, do, do I miss her? No. I mean, do I think, she's, she's moved on with her life. She's got her studio. She's got her people. She's got her boyfriend, fiance, whatever he is now. Uh, and that's great. I mean, anybody that's happy, and I'm happy for him. But to this day, I truly don't understand what she was talking about. I wasn't gone. I was just trying to do what I always did. And now here I am at 44 and I go, wait a minute, Brandon. That's the problem. You tried to do what you always do and you can't do that when you're involved with somebody. And I absolutely loved her. I think to this day, I can still say I love her. I do. Because when I think about it, or it comes up, or that one person comes by and is like, man, remember those days? You know, we did this, that, and it reminds me of her. I think I've spent all my love. I do. And some of those people that I loved, relationship-wise, sure, maybe it was my fault that we didn't work out, but sometimes it wasn't. I just don't think I have it in me anymore to even deal with it. Over the course of the last couple years, I met somebody, and, and, and I think I briefly talked about this. And there's a lot of you that, you, that are my friends that, that talk to me on a regular basis. 
that have no idea about this. I met somebody. I was at work. And not my current job, my previous job. And I met a girl. She was younger. Probably younger than I thought. And I don't mean that in a creepy, pervy way, so just calm down, you sickos. It's not an episode of Law and Order. Um, she was awesome. We hung out a lot. Matter of fact, when Texas had that big ice storm winter, you know, devastation that everybody heard about across the country, she stayed with me. I still had power. We watched Moon Knight. That was our thing. And she was such a cool girl. She did remind me of my of, of the girl that I was just talking about. You know, she's like, she didn't drink a lot, but she'd be like, hey, do you want to just put some music on and go talk? And we put music on. 90s hip hop. She loved The Weeknd, which, pff, no complaints here. And we would either make coffee or just have some snacks or occasionally drink, not much, and just talk. And I just had so much fun with her. She was on a different level. She used to talk about, I'm not going. She she graduated college, obviously. She was from, she went to Southern California. So, you know, I called her SoCal. Yeah, I'm calling you out right now. And I know you listen to the episode. I know you listen to the show. And um, we just, it was one of those situations where as I got to know her, the respect level went up and I appreciated her from who she was as a person. But I was like, dude, this girl's awesome. And she was down. And I'm not talking like, <laughs> you already know. I'm not talking like that, but yeah, that too. But I'm talking like, she knew that I wasn't trying to get anything serious. And I was very open and honest. I'm not one of those people that's going to try to like lie to a girl and swindle her into thinking I'm into something when I'm not. I'm going to tell you. Matter of fact, I had a girl break up with me. I told her she was into me and I was like, look, I'm just trying to, you know, date and have fun. And she got mad and broke up with me. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to cheat on you. I'm not, I'm not. And she was down. And then one day the conversation happened and I swear this is the biggest problem. Somebody always is ready to take it to the other level. And she told me, look, I like you. I just want to see where it goes. I'm not trying. I'm not pushing. I'm not pressuring. In short, she said, I just want to see where it goes. She's like, we've been doing this for a couple months now. Like this is, let's just see what happens. I'm not, I'm not asking you for anything. I'm just saying, let's just roll the dice and not Look at it as a way of, oh, if it gets too serious, we're going to bounce. And I had an issue with that. Why did I have an issue with that? Because she was younger. And what if, what if we're going good and things are great? And what if she wants kids? Because let's be real, guys. Let's be real. The majority of women out there that are in that age demographic... At some point, that kid thing, the biological clock is going to tick and you've got to make a decision. Am I going to want kids or am I not? Well, let's be real. I love kids. I would love to have more children. Not now, but I would have. 
I absolutely love kids. I am that guy. I am a kid dude. I always have been. But that biological clock ticks, and I tell you no. What does that do to our relationship? And she got mad. She's like, that's the what if game, Brandon. She was like, I'm not at, and mind you, she never met Luke. I, I'm not that guy either. I am not one of those people that's like, oh, you're going to meet my son. No. If I'm dating you, it's going to be a long ass time before that conversation even happens. She never asked. I mean, sure, I talked about him, obviously, and sure, whatever. And she might have asked about him, but she never asked to meet him. She never asked when that was going to come up. She never said anything. Ever. And like, I mean, when I say never, I mean never. She understood that my son came first. Period, point blank, no conversation. But inevitably, that conversation about having kids was going to come up. Now, is there a percentage chance that it wasn't? Sure. Absolutely. 100%. That, that, that could be a possibility. But the likelihood of that conversation, and, and what am I going to do? We are dating. We're moving along. We're serious. And she says, hey, look. Or I want to have kids one day. And she knows that I have said no. How do you think that that is going to go down? One of us, if not both of us, is going to get hurt real bad. And that's the last thing I wanted. So I told her. And we talked about that back and forth. And then she got a job offer. And to move to Austin. And I'm about four hours from there. I say four hours. Everybody's like, oh, it's three. Bullcrap. If you ever drive from where I live to Austin, and it, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. It's traffic. It's whatever. Four hours, which isn't anything. And it was a great job offer. Huge. She came to me and said, I just want to know if I should take this. And I'm like, yo, in this day and age, in the economy, in the uncertainty of our world, you should take it. Plus, it's what you want to do. And she's like, yeah, it's four hours. I can still see you. And I'm like, absolutely. And she's like, but I got to tell you something. I don't want to see you and keep doing what we're doing. I wish I did. She was very honest and very mature for how she worded it. She said, I wish I did. I wish I did want to continue to do what we're doing, but I kind of want more. And if you don't, then I have to, I have to think about when I'm going to see you and how I'm going to see you. She wasn't giving me an ultimatum. She wasn't giving me like, hey, gun to your head. You have to tell me if you want to move to the next level or if you want to stay. Like she wasn't doing that. And I've never met somebody that was confident and honest like her. I mean, that's not true. That's not true. I have. It reminded me a lot of the girl that I used to, you know, the girl from back home from Detroit. And SoCal was awesome. And she is awesome. And I'd be lying if I said I don't miss her. I do. I haven't seen her in a couple months. Like four. 
And the last time she texted me was like three weeks ago. But I had to be honest with her. And I told her, I just don't think I'm there. And I'm sorry. And with that, she took the job and moved. I didn't anticipate any of this to happen. When I met her and I thought this, I thought we were just going to have fun for a couple weeks and the middle was going to be great and the end was going to suck and that's all she wrote. Look, what do you want from me? I'm not saying I, I met her just so I could knock her up. No, not knock her up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm not saying I met her just so I could like, you know, bang one out and call it a day. If I was going to do that, I don't have to meet a, I'm, there's a, that's an easy option. But the very first day I met her, I knew it wasn't one of those situations. I, I never anticipated our relationship to be this way. And guess what? I, I very much respect the crap out of her and I care about her, which is why I told her I'm not there yet. And I don't know if I'm ever going to be there. And I was willing to let her walk away for that. And she did. She walked away. She took the job in Austin. We still talk. She's come up a couple times. I don't know if she's dating anybody or not. It doesn't seem like it, but what do I know? And I got to be honest with you. Yeah, I do miss her. It sucks. But then I think about what if you made that choice, Brandon? What if you chose to continue that relationship and that path and go the distance with her? And I think about the time that it would take to invest in that. And I think about the sacrifice it would take to invest in that. And I think about, I don't care about the money, but let's just throw that in there. To drive and meet. And, and I think about the possibility of what if she did want kids? Or what if we got to the point that we got engaged? I'm not there, man. All of that absolutely terrifies me. And I just think it terrifies me so much that I'm not going to do anything about it. Because as it is right now, I don't hang out with anybody. Occasionally, my co-host from Trash Talk, I'll hang out with. I haven't seen my friend David in God knows how long. I work and I hang out with my son. And that's all I hang out with. I don't know any different. And quite frankly, I don't know if I want to know any different. And I've got so many friends on so many different levels of love. David just got married a couple years ago. I mean, they're going to be, what, two years out? I married them. And he's happy. He seems happy. And I got to be honest with you, I was there when he crossed that road. I was there when he went from dating to in a relationship to engaged to marriage. And I love him. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond happy for him. I got my buddy Joey. He's been married forever. Both my boys from the Nope My Goats podcast married. They seem happy, and I hope they are. I believe they are.
I also know the other side of that. People that are divorced. People that are getting divorced left and right. People that I didn't think were getting divorced are divorced. People that are just going to their next marriage. And I got to be honest with you, that crap terrifies me. Scares the living shit out of me. I don't, under, I, I don't understand it. And I don't want to be a part of it. And I think I'm better just to live here and, t- and raise my son so that he can have a successful life to the best that he can and so that he can make good decisions or bad decisions but that he can find somebody that he loves and hopefully one day he gets married and he's happy. Whatever that may be. If he's not, then that's on him. And I'll just do my thing. I'll make my podcast. I'll write. I'll create content. I'll be the social butterfly out there in the world and I'll come home and close the door and call it a day. Because I got to be honest with you, I don't think I have it in me. And people are like, what about the physical needs? Really? The physical needs are not hard to get. There's plenty of girls out there to get the physical needs from. That's easy. If I was going to commit to a relationship, it would have been with SoCal. But I'm not there yet. I'm a mess. And I feel bad that she even had anything to do with me. And I told her that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I suck. I don't know. I I think I really feel like this is why I believe that you can spend all your love and be done. And again, I'm not talking about all your love on a family, all your love on friends or your kids. Obviously, that's different. But I believe that you can definitely spend all your love on a relationship level. On, on a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife level, whatever you want to do, I believe you can do that and be done and not have anything up to give. Because I got to be honest with you, I don't think I, I don't think that I have anything left to give. Sometimes people talk to me. Sometimes there's been a couple females that have talked to me, and I'm like, I mean, they're cute. I mean, don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not dead from the waist down. I still look at a girl, and I'm like, dang, that girl's beautiful. I know what that feels like. But I've had a couple females talk to me, and I'm like, uh, uh, what do I do? I'm just going to leave. Like, I can't tell. Like, it feels like there might be some flirtation there, and maybe I should ask him out, and then I'm just like, nah, I don't know what to do. And I leave. I got to be the most, like, there's zero game in me anymore. The game is dead. I have zero game. That's the truth. Used to have it. I ain't scared to say it. I used to have it. Not anymore. I make jokes. Kind of a dick. Trying to be the best dad I ever can be. And I make a podcast. What do you want from me? I suck. It's not a self-confidence thing. It's that I don't even get it anymore. There's no way I could have continued with SoCal and been fair to her. I did. I said what I said because it was open and honest. And I've gotten enough trouble in my life by not being honest that I did the opposite. And look what happened now. Now I got a girl that barely, barely calls me. And she does. I mean, I'm not mad at her. Quite frankly, she should tell me to go F myself and live her life because she's beautiful and deserves better. That's where I'm at.
so I think I've come to the conclusion, especially when you look at the divorce rate, I think you can run out of love. I'm not sad about it. I'm just accepting of it. And I think it's interesting to me because again, the other day at Summer Moon, as I sat there and I watched that new potential couple, I don't want to do that. Like at all. That sounds freaking horrible. Let me wait for this date. Let me swipe, swipe left, swipe right. Let me heart, let me DM. I don't want to do that crap. Like get, go. I don't want to sit and wait for my date to show up and potentially be stood up at a coffee shop. I don't want to do it. I mean, am I, am I crazy? If I am crazy, please tell me. You can go ahead and email me at the life of an average Joe podcast at gmail.com. You can go ahead and drop your comments on any of the social media platforms I'm at, or go ahead and go to the life of an average Joe podcast.com and drop your comments there. Cause I gotta be honest with you. I think you can spend all your love in that level. And I think you can use it up. I don't think you constantly fall in love. Matter of fact, when people sit there and say, Oh, you don't know, it can come out of the, it can come out of left field. Yeah, I understand that. But I think at some point in your life that you can use all your love cards. And then you got to decide what you want to do. Do you want to just go bang a bunch of hood rats? Do you want to never have sex again? Do you want to just sit there and hope for the best and date somebody just because you're dating? And that's how you get stuck in miserable relationships, which by the way, I see on a regular basis. I don't know. That's my thoughts. So I'm going to go finish this beer, guys. I'm going to go watch this movie. I'm, I'm in the middle of some serious Spider-Man content. So I'm going to go watch the next Spider-Man movie. And I'll see you guys next week on the Life of an Average Joe podcast.